Five knockdowns in the third fight between two of boxing's heaviest hitters. But there is only one Tyson Fury and there is only one WBC heavyweight champion of the world. This is After the Bell Mirror Fighting's boxing show with me, Martin Dolman, with Barry Jones and with Declan Taylor. I should explain it is 5.03 in Las Vegas and this hotel room is not particularly well lit, hence why it looks like I'm sitting in the dark. Barry Jones has not slept, which means Declan Taylor is the only one who might be making any sense. So, Tyson Fury, as I said, still heavyweight champion of the world, stopped Deontay Wilder in the 11th round. That was the third knockdown for Wilder. Fury also picked himself up off a canvas. Once again, twice in the fourth round, remarkably. And that should now be their heavyweight trilogy settled. Barry, one of, well, one of the great fights, heavyweight or otherwise. Yeah, first of all, I hate you for being in Vegas. <laughs> I, with, with all my heart, Martin, I can't even, I can't even lie. So, but you, you were there to witness a great fight. And yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll forever be jealous of that. I gotta be honest. It was just, just so inspiring to see. It really was. I just, this was a fight no one wanted, by the way. None of us wanted to see this fight. Remember? It's just, what's the point? It's a waste of time. Just, just, he won the first. The second fight was so conclusive. Why do we need to see a third fight? Well, we got the answer, didn't we? Last night, it was just amazing, unbelievable. The pace that he set was. Too much for a featherweight. Too much for me. When I was 23, let alone for two giants, it was just phenomenal. It was an unbelievable fight. I couldn't when I was watching. And Fury, you know, he doesn't always want to make it easy, but he's a sign of a true fighter, a true great fighter. He's had three fights with Wilder, and he's boxed three different ways. Like, <laughs> who does that? I don't know who does that. I don't, like... You don't. You almost don't want to say he's an all-time great because we're in it now. We're living it, and you know we, we romanticize about fighters of, of yesteryear. You know, when I was a kid, I like well, the eighties for God's sake. So seventies and eighties. So you know, I'd seen the greatest of fighters, and but he has to be. I know. He's, I know it's, it's against the one opponent, really. But the, the, this this run of three fights, this trilogy is up there with the best. It really is, and and yeah. So even though I wasn't there. It's kept me awake all night. That's why I haven't slept, because I just couldn't believe what I saw. It was quite a seesaw start to the fight, Declan. Fury quite quiet, first round, Wilder. Pushed the action, I think. Uh, Fury won the second, and then third, of course, Wilder went down. And it really felt, actually, at the end of that round, if he just had a bit more time, I mean, maybe not, given what then went on to happen, but it felt at the time, certainly, to me, that if he'd had a bit more time, he might have finished it. But then the fourth round, he himself down twice, and... I did think that second knockdown, he did very well to get up and continue. Yeah, I totally agree. First, can I just say you look quite angelic there? I think it's because of the light and those <laughs> those people who can see this on video. You look you look like an angel from direct from Scotland slash Vegas, but you're not. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, he did unbelievable. I mean, we all know what happened in the first fight in the 12th round. Obviously, the knockdown earlier in that first fight was not quite as heavy, but it was still would have put a lot of people away. And I think that's the most amazing thing you've got to think about with with Fury is that he's, it's not like he's so elusive that he's not getting hit. It's the way he got hit pretty bad. The first one, the right hand that put him over, 
that put people that put Dominic Brazil totally to sleep, for instance. You know, that it's his chin is unbelievable. And then when you just add that as another thing, it's a bit like Andre Ward had a really good chin. And it's like you sort of forget that. Sometimes you forget about Tyson Fury's chin and he has to prove it sometimes, or he obviously doesn't want to, but his powers of recovery are are truly elite. I, I can't think of another boxer like him at the moment, active fighter who can do what he does. Like he'd been hit by Deontay Wilder hard in the first fight, in the twelfth round, then in the fourth round, or yeah, in the fourth round. It was just I couldn't quite believe what I was seeing, and I thought it was him done. And then not only that, you've got to think about the way that that saps your energy getting hit like that and having to get up and but then he still went on to to press the fight as he did and got got the stoppage in the end. It was just unbelievable performance all round. I couldn't quite bit like what Barry's saying, I can't quite believe what we saw. And I was one of the people who said, no point of seeing a third fight. So glad we did. And I must say though, if you've got to think if Bre- if Breland Mark Breland hadn't thrown the towel in the seventh round, you know, it was sort of a similar pattern at the back end of last night than it was in the second fight, in that Breland saved him. Nobody saved him last night and he got cleaned out because of it. Um I'm sure that that would have been what happened in the end of the second fight if Breland hadn't thrown the towel in. So it was much the same. Once Fury got that control and and totally measured him and, and got him tired. There was no, there was only one way it was going to finish, and I think that was down to two things. One, obviously Fury is unbelievable boxer, but the way that he controls the distance just takes the heat off the shots a little bit because he's obviously so big. Wilder's never or only very very occasionally landing properly on him. Everything he hit him with a couple of right hands early on. I gave Wilder the first round, for instance, and he sort of. He hit him, but he didn't quite hit him because Fury's always just that little shimmy away, just that slight slip, just take the heat off it enough that he can that he can live with it. But also Wilder, obviously heavier, heavier than he's ever been, so much heavier than he was in the first fight in particular. I think that just sapped him too much. He was just too much to carry. And when you've got when that's a new amount of mass and something he's never carried before with that sort of pressure from from Fury, there was no chance he could withstand it. Um and in the end. Fury got his proper conclusive knockout finish in a world cl- against a world class opponent, something he's never done before. Ticked all the boxes. Unbelievable fight, unbelievable performance. And I'm with Barry. You don't want to compare eras, but there's nobody in history that would not have would, that would have an easy night against six foot nine Tyson Fury. Nobody. I I sort of think that I know I can understand now why Deontay Wilder was angry that Breland threw the toilet because how tough is he? Yeah, exactly. Wow. Unbelievably tough. He doesn't look it or act it, or uh, no. His whole demeanor is like I'm just a guy who can knock you out, but when you put it on me, I'll I'll look for a way out. Poof. He 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 did anything but last night, and also, I think Fury tactically, and I don't think I think he just made it up on the cuff. Yeah. I think that's just a sign of genius. He's carrying all our weight, Wilder. Fury put such a high pace on the fight to make him tired, you know, because. I think Wilder was fit. He was blowing from the offset, but that's because the pace was so intense. I think Fury did that. I, I, only, did, I only thought that right now when you just said that. And I thought, actually, he's put, at the, he's put at such a high pace, knowing the guy's carrying weight that he's not used to carrying, I'll make him feel every pound of that weight that he's put on, every ounce he's put on, I'm going to make him feel it by, by fighting at a pace that was faster than ever before. Because even though we put it on him in the second fight, this fight was far more physical, you know, without the punches. You know what I mean? He was leaning yeah. on him. It was just, it was a different, and he was having more success because Fury was making his presence felt by being closer to the target. 
which makes your breathing, you know, affects your breathing because you feel the panic of someone on top of you and you fired out the necessity rather than when you feel like firing. And even though Wilder was hurting him and hitting him with good shots, you know, the, the tactics, again, from Fury, even when he was getting caught, I think the whole thing was about just making, making Wilder look so hard. Because I think Wilder was probably the fittest he's ever been. Because even though he was tired, he kept that fine enough energy to work with Fury. It was yeah, it was one of the one of the best fights I've seen at the heavy division. One of the best fights, if not the best fight I've seen, and I didn't feel that at the time. I, I knew it was a good fight, but sort of I've sort of been pondering all day, thinking that was more than a good fight. It was more than a good fight. It really was because Fury's so erratic and can be quite like almost gangly and, and a bit crude. You sort of dismiss it for me, but it was just genius. Really was. I haven't got enough good things to say about it. I haven't. I really haven't. I'm just glad that you know I wasn't there live to watch it. I could see it more at home on TV. And poor, poor Martin had to sit there to talk, like live in the arena and soak up. Is it like that was uh, that again? I, I said in the second fight, I was looking at to be ringside commentator on the second fight, and I said this is one of those I was there moments. That's trumped. Last night, Martin, that was like one of those I was there moments in, in yeah. boxing history, I feel. I really do. And uh, yeah, again, I'm still jealous and I still hate you. So over to you, boss. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> it's What's the theme of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned Fury holding on. He was given a, a little ticking off over it at one point. But you could you could see, actually, I thought both of it at various points looked a bit tired. Fury, obviously, not nearly as much, but you could see Wilder, you say, there's energy just sapping as the fight went on. Was it, I don't know if fighters ever actually keep fight, keep their opponent in the fight and don't push for the stoppage too much, but was there any sense that Fury maybe just took his time a little bit? I, do, do you know what? I thought there was a point, I can't, I can't remember now, I haven't made a note of it, but there was a point when I thought he seems to be just thinking to himself, I haven't got to rush this. I've got like, this is my fight now because there might have been a feeling with him, particularly in the first fight that this guy is, has this extreme freakish power. I don't want this to last too long because the longer you leave it, the more likely you're going to get clipped. But I just felt that he just got to grips with the fight and thought, okay, this I'm, I've got this covered now. I've got to grips with him. He's basically the same as what he was before, despite all the new training, new size and everything else seemed to just relax a bit. And then, obviously, it changed again. And they say that's the, the sign of a, a great fight is that you have two momentum changes. And we had that last night. And, um, yeah, I feel like he did, actually, at one point. Thought, yeah, I can I can relax a bit now. Towards the end, it was just sort of... He was just chipping away when he chipping, chipping, chipping. Points, Wilder's leaning on the ropes, like, just hanging in there by any hook. And then he even rallied himself. I can't remember what round was it, eight, four, nine, or something like that. It's like, where's this come from? And he's still dangerous at that point as well. You just know he is, especially if Fury, if he catches Fury on the way in or whatever else. It was just, it's just a joy to watch. And they, you know, it's the old adage: there's boxing, there's heavyweight boxing. Heavyweight boxing delivers that. That it's just something a bit different, something a bit more visceral to everyone. And I don't know about you two, but you know, when your non-boxing fan, non-boxing mates get in touch with you, you re- you just realise what it's done, how it's transcended. The amount of messages and stuff I've got from people who don't care about boxing today, just it's transcended completely. Tyson Fury, he said it in the press, a generational talent. That's exactly what he is. And whether you love him or hate him and you like what he says or dislike what he says, he is 
an icon and he's earned it. Well, you, you do like what he says now. Remember there was a time where he couldn't stop putting his foot in his mouth? Yeah. Like, literally, whatever he said was the wrong thing, constantly, continuously, and he was the pariah of boxing. He was becoming that, like, really quickly. And now, and since, you know, since before, though, since he came back from putting all our weights and, you know, opened up on the mental health issues and the way he's conducted himself inside the ring, he's, I know, if, if, to take away the press conferences where he says some crazy stuff, but he's not the darling of British boxing. He didn't know, and he whatever he can't say the wrong, he can't say anything but the right thing. He, everything he says is just perfect, and you know, and he's the dad of British boxing, and they fall in love with him over in America. You clearly see that. I think I guess it looks like from outside, he looks like they've lived. He says all the right things, you know, even with Wilder being a little bit disrespectful and, and you know couldn't, you know, still a little bit bitter. Fury let him off the hook. And I know he said some things to him, but I mean, in his in, but in his interview in the public persona. He's let him off the hook and says, you know, I, I, you know, I wish him well and all the rest of it. He's just like, he has the mildest touch inside the ring, clearly, and certainly outside the ring. He's just perfect. And going back to, like, the, the tactics of the fight, it looked like he was smothering his work at times. And I was like, God, if he gets a bit of space, he'll finish this fight earlier. But I think he was staying close because he knew how powerful Wilder, Wilder needs more space to throw his punches. So he thought, I'd rather keep him in the fight, but keep leaning on him. And he, I can't really get too much good work in. I, I can land with two good shots and then I can smother him. But all, all the time, he's getting tired and he's not having no success. And, I, and again, I so saw he looked untidy and it looked like he could have got him out there. But I think it was a whole tactic of just, like you said earlier on, Matt, just chipping away. There's no rush. I'll, I'll get him. Just be clever, be smart, and he's engaging his brain now more and more, at, at, in a different style. Remember, his style before was always just negate what you do, and then pick you apart. That was his style. That was Tyson Fury, as good as he was against Klitschko. You know, Avon talks about the the, the Joshua win against Klitschko because it was such, such an exciting fight. But Fury's win was far more dominant, but it was a horrible fight to watch because he did what Fury did his best: negate your work. And then picks you apart slowly and methodically and safely. Now he's doing that sort of thing, but aggressively and excitingly. I've yeah, never known a fighter to, to, to reinvent themselves inside and outside the ring and con the whole public into thinking, or maybe he is, that he's the nicest man on the planet who can punch your head in. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, though. Did he go southpaw at any point last night? I can't remember. If he did, it was very fleetingly. Which you, hey, oh, you flick the right hand up. You know, sometimes yeah. he squares up a bit. It's it totally paid, lip service to what you said there. That like in the first fight, it was all about that. It was about being unpredictable. What he's doing southpaw. He did it a bit, and it was this one it was like, no wrecking ball. I'm going for. I'm going. I'm orthodox. I'm gonna set you up. He was throwing just one twos every time. In fact, there was I think there was a couple of times that he could have finished it earlier. If he just turned the left hook in, I was like, he's he's hit while well, clipped in, buzzed him with a right hand, and he's sort of waiting. You think could a left hook would put put him to bed, but I think he was wary. I don't want to get countered myself. I don't. I've done enough there. Don't want to get greedy, and that is just pure intelligence, isn't it? Ring smart. I said I was with, I was working with Don Charles last night. Um, obviously, you no know Don and the trainer of obviously a former trainer Derek Chisora, and um, I said about. For this fight, before, before the fight, I said the only thing in, in Wilder's favour is that second fight, 
No one expected Fury to do what he did. So that element of surprise was gone for this fight. And he said, Fury can, it's very clever, actually. He said, Fury can box so many different, I, I found this out when I, because Derek boxed obviously, obviously Fury twice. He said, what Fury do you train for? That's the problem you have. He can win the fight so many different ways. When you watch him and study him, like you have to for, for a fight, he can win so many different ways. What do you train? You can't train for him. You have to just train, train. It's just tra you can't train specifically for him because he's just so many different things. So you'll train one way and have a tactic for that. And then, as he did in the second fight, box the whole fight southpaw and it blows you. And then you, you're hoping your fighter has enough intelligence to yeah. be able to think on his feet, which is hard to do anyway. But at, at the world level, against a world level fighter, it's almost impossible. You have to be another great, all time great potential to do that. So, what? How do you train for a fight? You, fight you don't know what he's going to do. So I was thinking then, actually, what did Wilder train for? Did he train for the second Fury fight, the first Fury fight, or another version of Fury that he's seen I, in previous fights? I think they just trained for. Obviously, it was a new a new training team. They obviously wanted to put on mass and get stronger, which they did. Um, and I think they, I, I think they just were concentrating on their own thing. Malik's got had his own ideas, but I just think in the end. It's the reason why you drill it from when you're 12 years old is because you need it to be default. You need that to be your type. But in the end, you revert to type, don't you, under any yeah. sort of duress, especially when you've got Tyson Fury bearing down on you. He started differently, Wilder. Like, jabbing the body. When have you ever really seen him do that, switching levels, stuff like that? But as soon as it got a bit hairy, he's back to the old Wilder. So is he, it's, I say easy. It's straightforward to prepare for Wilder. You know what you've got to look out for, but you're absolutely right. How, how on earth, What do you possibly do how, how can you even get sparring? How can you get sparring for Tyson Fury? Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? And we no, said Robert Hellenius, he was sparring me, apparently. Well, exactly. We said the same with Usyk, and it's like Joshua got Dion Juma and Wadi Camacho, because you're like, what are we supposed to do? Yeah. It's, it's sort of the same with Fury. How can you possibly... You can get big guys in, you can get switch hitters, you can get movers. You can't get all in one, unless you pay him to turn up for sparring, which is not going to happen. And also, you talk about that, like what Wilder was doing in the first round, like jabbing to the body. But... Again, I think inexperience, like, like he might be a good coach. Um, what's his name? Um, Malik Scott. But like the legs are too... Because Wilder has those wide legs because he likes to sit on that back foot and fire that right hand with all his body momentum going forward. When you drop to the body, you can put your left foot forward a little bit, so a bit of a wider stance. But then you can't move your feet when he moves back because you want to go jab to the body and then right hand over the top. That's what you're doing it for, to drop the guard, to drop the guard lower. So there's a gap for the head, for the power shot. But his legs are so wide that when he throws the jab, Fury moves back, he can't move. Because he's low, he's got he's compacted himself, his legs are too wide, he's down at he's down at an angle, he's a sitting duck. So the idea is right, but again, there's no there's no thought in it. Because as you said, you have to do things from a young age to make it repetitive so it comes like second nature. But yeah, so but to, to how do you train for a fighter like Fury? You 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 can't, can you? It's impossible, and that's that's the puzzle for everybody now. It really is. But Wilder, as after what I seen last night, he has a brighter future than what I thought. Yeah, he, his stock's he's, gone up in defeat, hasn't it? And you don't. He's in great that. fights. He's in great fights wherever he is now, isn't he? Because he's more vulnerable. But he's shown how tough he is. Him and Joshua, if Joshua can hurt him, it's a great fight. It really is. It's um, but it's it might be a better fight than it'd be a better fight than Usyk and 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 what's the fight who just won Tyson Fury? <laughs> it'd be better than it'd be a better fight than that, wouldn't it? I think you know because they, they both get hurt. They both got they both got a bit of backbone. Certainly Wilder's shown how tough he is. 
he literally total going out on your shield. He well, he did he did that, didn't he? Well, I played first. He literally did know he, he he left it all in there. You couldn't ask more for your fighter. You could ask more for your corner, to be honest. But <laughs> last night, I maybe thought a little bit, but not not from your fighter. He did all he could do, and and that's all you can ask. He did all he could do. He just came up against a guy who got his number, and maybe and probably, and I'm pretty sure, has everyone's number in Tyson Fury. I suppose there was no way the corner would throw the towel in no. after what happened last time. It'd be after promising, <laughs> but, but it is. And Walter was taken to hospital. Hopefully, he's absolutely fine. But it was good to have that conclusive, concussive ending. You know, there was never any real talk of a fourth fight, although it would have been interesting had Fury not got up in the fourth round to see what would have happened after that. But we can now absolutely lay this rivalry to, to one side. Fury essentially won the first fight as well, as he said. That's essentially 3 0. I want to see a fourth fight. <laughs> <laughs> I joke. I'm joking. Well, you, just never, you just never know, do you? He's got that I'm, power. I'm joking, <laughs> but that was such a good fight. If yeah, that, I love if, it again. If that fight was the second fight, we would have been screaming for the third fight, even though he yeah. won clearly, because he won almost every round as well. Let's not forget that. You no, know, he only lost a couple of rounds, I think. No, um, Fury. I know he got knocked down, but I mean, he only lost a couple of rounds. I think he was miles ahead on points on my card. But it was, but but he was never out of the out of the woods, you know what I mean? It was always a danger. So, yeah, I'd, I'd see that fight. I'd see that fight again. I don't see any worth in it. You know, there's, there's, again, you only see one winner, possibly. But with, with Wilder, it's always, you see it, there's always that possibility that he can put you to sleep. And he hit him with put you to sleep punches. That's, that's the, as Declan said, you know, he, he's hit him. Like that shot with that, that put Dom, Dominic Brazil into next week. You know, Fury took that flush right on the gloves, right through the middle. Oh, here, wasn't it? Right through the middle. He cracked. Didn't see it. He had no right to be standing. He had no right to be awake now, to be honest. And you and he's, he don't deserve any credit for that, because that's he's just born with that, by the way. Let's not go through let's calm down a bit. You got a gift from God. Like other fight like other great fighters had. I was going to say, is that just simply the way he's built? But that is uh, four times in three fights that he's managed to get up. It, it really, it truly is. You would think the balance of probability at some point just yeah. doesn't beat that count. And what does it do What does it do to Wilder's head as well that in the fourth round he's put him over twice and he's like, it's going to be still there. He's back up again, popping into the jab and hitting him with hard shot. You just think... And then you lose the rest of the fight. Yeah. Every round, every round after. And it gets yeah. stopped. It's like, oh, come on. Because <laughs> it's like Sorry, sorry, I did wonder at one point if the referee would be sort of given what happened last time the, the comments about the, the longer count when he went down the second time I thought hey, I hope the referee doesn't overcompensate here and sort of rush the count and then just say All right, he's definitely not getting <laughs> up and, and that's it all over that's what went through my, my head at that one we talked about Wilder's training uh, of course this was Fury's second fight with Sugar Hill Stewart they had far longer this time, albeit, I guess, interrupted at, at points. He must deserve some credit. Okay, maybe Fury could, as you say, change up game plans. He can fight in different ways. But I think as much as it was with Ben Davison, I think they do, out of the ring, seem to get on incredibly don't, well. They do seem to bounce off each other. Don't ask Barry about trainer. Only you start fucking up. I've been training kids now recently. Now so he's yeah. changed. I've been <laughs> training some kids. So, yeah, I understand how, how, how important we are. Listen, you... you <laughs> 
I've said that a trainer's worth his weight in gold. But, you know, I say the same thing. Oh, everything, you're only as good as your fighter. But he trusts him. That's the important part. Yeah. Fury very, very listen. Like even though you know, Ben Davidson has proved himself to be a really good trainer as it goes, and he was the right fit at that time to get Tyson where he, from where he was back into shape and and and, and the right guy for him at that time. He trusted him. He trusts this guy just as much, if not more, because he's he's boxing a different way to what he's used to doing, and he believes in what he's telling him. And you know, and he said that after the fight, he was saying about you know, I should be stronger with the jab, and he and he believed him, and so and that's what you need. Whatever, however good a trainer you are, if your fighter don't trust you, who cares? And also, being a good trainer and a good cornerman are not always exclusively um, put together. You can be a fantastic trainer and rubbish in the corner. That's where sometimes you get Angelo Dundee who comes in and people like that, but or from yesteryear. But I think he trusted whatever he says to him, he listens to him, and he goes out and does what he's told, and 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 then does what he wants to do. He gave but, him a rocket. He gave him a rocket, didn't he? In the what was it? Yeah, eight or whatever. Really, t- and he the basically without swearing, the sort of gist of it was go and use your jab. What did he do? First thing he did went out, popped straight on the jab, 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 jab. It just tells you he's sitting there listening, going, okay, right, yeah. Because it can run away from him, especially him. He's got every tool in the box. can run away with him what he wants to do. Need someone to say, just go and throw your jab at him. Throw, throw your jab. Literally, you can put him away with a jab. And Fury listened to him, went and did it. And that was really the basis to the what what turned into a stoppage. And it's lovely because it's simple instructions. Because mm. we're, in we're in a generation now where everyone tries to overcomplicate stuff to make themselves sound clever. We do it as pundits and, and, and whatever. And, and we do. You know, we all talk with different moves and... Or he's thinking five moves ahead, and in reality, it's all rubbish. We're just you know, trying to make someone sound better than he is, or but, and and Cornerman do it with some massive stupid statements about like some really made up words. And but just go out and use the jab, be stronger on the jab. That's pretty much all he said to him. It was clear, precise, wasn't packaged up to make himself self sound like some inventor of a new sport. Just said, Go on and do with the jab, be strong with the jab. He didn't say it in a Cardiff accent, but he, he should have, he should have. He should definitely should have. No, I gotta take credit somewhere. And but that and that was it. That's all he didn't say to him. And Fury realized because he's a because he's an intelligent fighter himself. He re- oh yeah, that makes sense. Because that's because whatever you tell a fighter, if he if he can't make sense of it, can't believe it, he's not gonna do it. Especially in a fighter of that of that magnitude with that much danger involved, opposite standing opposite you. If you say, Yeah, listen, if you go in the little faint and spin and pivot and throw the uppercut and do the reverse hoop hoop shot, he's gonna go, okay. And you've got to do what you want to do. But simple instructions, something you believe in, something you trust. And again, that right fit as a trainer and a, and a cornerman is everything. And I think they, they're a very good fit. I could have just said in that. Term- they're a very good fit. <laughs> in terms of, of what's next, it, it should be, at least on paper, well, I was going to say very simple. <laughs> of course, we, we should be sitting here <laughs> saying... You're Time funny. to negotiate once once again for all the belts. But given Joshua's situation and, and that rematch set to happen next year, that won't happen. Don't you well. Dillian White will be the manager challenge and that will be called, assuming he beats Otto while in, in two weeks' time. Tough fight. Yeah. Could imagine someone had said a few months ago that we could be looking at a Tyson Fury Otto Wally rematch. Well, just make sure that's another cut, mate. You never know. It gets another cut. Another ref might have stopped it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I did say on the night, if if Valin had that cut, yeah, it would have been stopped. 
guarantee he would have been stopped. It's just because Fury was the name and he was so and he was winning the fight. You know, there was no really argument, he was winning the fight. So they give him this they give him the benefit of the doubt, which is understandable. But if it was the other kid, that fight would have got stopped with that cut. It was horrendous. It really was. I I was thinking I was thinking this morning about ES remember Fury got that ESPN deal, eighty million dollars for however many fights, and we all just thought, Oh, he's won the lottery here. What unbelievable. Now you're thinking they're ripping him off. <laughs> they're going to steal. And you, you are, aren't right? you? Thinking, oh, was that his last one? I think that might have been the last one on the deal, actually. Oh well, well mm. this, this, you got to pay that. Kid. You got to pay yeah. what he wants, haven't you? To be honest, you know, I, I'm sure that if they've done good numbers, which I'm pretty sure they would have, and like you know, because the way just the way they sell the fights is enough with him. You know, he's just a, just a character, and he's made for America the way he acts. So, like, the money that man's going to make is going to is just like ridiculous. And that's why you'll never fight Joshua. That's why that fight never happened. I had I had to bring it down to having a moment. I feel so successful. But yeah, that's because he, he's gonna be so worth so much over there and, and be on such a big contract that unless Joshua can win can beat Uzik, that Joshua gotta go with a begging bowl. And Joshua doesn't need to do that with anyone. So you know he's not gonna take thirty percent of anything, is he? That's to be honest, or forty percent. You know, he's going to want fifty, and Fury's going to say, "Well, you're not worth fifty now because I'm the I'm the A side, and I'm the one with the big TV backing. You might fill up stadiums, but I'm getting X amount of people watching me on pay per view in America, and then X amount of money." But well, okay. if Joshua beats Joshua beats Usyk, it might even be twelve months to the day that we get Joshua Fury, tenth of October, twenty twenty-two. Yeah. You just never know, do you? You never know, but... What I am glad is the last two weeks we have moved on. The heavyweight division has moved on because it's just been sat there, hasn't it? And it's been such yeah. a shame. There's such you know great what? fighters and, and personalities. And what, oh, what, oh, great that they've been. Yeah. Both good fights. This one was a great fight. That one was a good fight. With, you know, and no, it really was. It was, it was fantastic. And, and both great events. I didn't go to this one, but they're both great events. I didn't go to either, actually. You two went to them. But you know, they both look like great events. Brilliant to have it back. And it, really, it was the injection box he needed. So, you know, we're in a, we're in a good age for sports. We're in a good age for this sport. I, really, I think we are. You know, we've we, you know, we got too many titles and too many champions and all these things we can moan about. But you know, we just had a heavy division pretty much. All of the best fighters in heavy division just fight each other. The four best fight each other just now in the space of two weeks. <laughs> in huge events, those are real, real boosts for the sport. And everyone's talking about it. Everyone, every single person you know, you know, like, is talking about it. So let's know, assume that let's assume White does does come through. Does that fight get made? And yes, it'll be exciting. At least the build, the build up certainly will be, and then you know I mean, White's waited so got, long for White's got no chance. White's got no chance in that fight, and like no disrespect no. to another one, I think he's a good fighter, but he's got dimensions are wrong. Is his style's wrong. He, he can't win that fight. There's not another. There's a no heavyweight on the planet that can beat Tyson Fury. It's as simple as that. No. The, the good thing about the good thing about and my TV why that fight will happen. TV companies because the because of the way Dillian White fights, he commits himself. You got to. That's what. That's why I, I always love watching him fight because he he gives his all. That's his. You got to give him that credit, and so he'll go for it. But you get you get pummeled. That's where I feel. But he'll go for it. So for the TV company, that's a great defense for, for Tyson Fury, a guy who's going to come right at you. you know, he's not. He's going to really commit himself to you. He's not going to be cagey. He's going to try. And, he's going to try and knock your head off on the offset. 
not playing the while in the Fury's hands, it would feel. But for a TV company, they'll, they'll want to make it. It'll be in America. I can't see Fury. I can't see Fury boxing in the UK ever again. I just can't see it. Like, just can't. There's nothing, nothing, nothing. I can't see nothing brings him back unless he does it at three o'clock in the morning. No, which is, which is maybe something that might happen. This has happened before, you know. But it, everything's got to be done. You know, if he's a prime time boxer in the states, then everything's got to be you know, packaged around their their prime time slots. Which you, is you mentioned. Sorry, you mentioned Wilder Joshua, which again, remarkably, you know, a few years ago that was talked about for for all four belts. If Joshua does lose to Usyk again. It does become a real, well, at least theoretically, becomes a, a real possibility. But is that the kind of fight that Wilder should be going into next, or should he be, you know, maybe just taking a break for a bit? I don't think either guy, but based on where they've been and what they've earned and stuff, I don't think either of them are going to be interested in anything other than fights of that magnitude. And for that, with that in mind, I think they'll attract because of that. They'll they'll end up fighting each other because. I don't see Joshua winning that rematch. He's going to have to go somewhere. The only other guy in the pot is Andrew Ruiz. I think he's a good opponent for both of them, obviously. Joshua less so, but Ruiz, Wilder is sellable. I think we'll only ever see Joshua or Wilder back in the ring in proper big fights where they're going to make enough money for them to bother. Like, look at Wilder's life. He's got everything he could ever dream of for generations to come. Like, unless there's belts on the line, it has to be a colossal fight. And I think Joshua is basically the only one out there for that. I think it becomes a distinct possibility now. Neither of them got anything to protect like they did in the past. And, they, you know, there's no posturing anymore, especially if Joshua loses for a second time. I think it's a pretty simple fight to make. And like Barry said, it's an unbelievable fight. Maybe one of the most exciting fights in the whole yeah. sport based on styles and their vulnerabilities. It'd be absolutely mega. And the general public won't care about a lack of belts and about defeats on the night and in the build-up. That would be all there is on, on the earth. It's gonna, I think it'd be sensational. I, I I think it's weird. This is going to be weird now. I think that Fury is such a league ahead that if he gets to fight Usyk, just say for instance, next the end of next year, just say that happens, and he beats him, then he gets frozen out. He'd yeah. be the champion, the king, the best fighter, and he'd be frozen out up there on the pedestal on his own. And all the others, like the Premiership, if they'll take away the top few four teams, because Dillian White's shown a method now, a, a system that you can be you can earn millions in exciting fights. And not go nowhere near those title belts. You almost don't need them. And I think they'll have like a wrong robin of their own, possibly. And for Fury, it'd be nothing to do with it because they're not, yes. not having him involved. So he's too good. And he'd be doing a, like a he'd be doing like a tour of the of the world, boxing everyone, <laughs> except for the, the top of the, the other top four fighters because or five six fighters because the, no one's good enough for him. I, I it's feasible. I honestly I don't think it is. There's no choice in the mix. No, even if he can beat some of those guys, he's a nightmare to fight anybody. But the way he is, which makes an exciting fight. It's, it's, it's a good time for me to be a heavyweight. It really is. Before we finish up, just want to touch on a fight which took place several hours before Fury, Liam Smith, and Anthony Fowler. Liam Smith winning by eight round stoppage in Liverpool. I guess, well, I, I think I'm right in saying not an entirely unpredictable result. It's what you expected, really, I know, because because of the, the power and the size of, of Fowler, certainly the, the reach of his arms, that it was always going to take, he would not not uh, not Smith a while to get into the fight, but a while for his pressure to 
a couple of runs through his press to take toll on Fowler. But you also, if you can make Fowler work hard, Fowler can stay with him. And Smith is, even though he had a little bit of trouble, he's he's actually a better boxer than what people give him credit for. They just think he's this guy who comes forward, is massively strong and beats you up. But he actually does move his head a little bit, does give you a bit of problems. But it was a great night of boxing. There was loads of good fights on, on all the channels, actually, to be honest, last night. But, you know, what a waste of putting them on last night because of Fury. That's why. Sorry, we'll go back to that. It, it was one of the If they would have been on next week, that's another podcast. I'm mean, all excited about, about you know, uh, the whole focus is Fowler and, and, and Liam Smith, really. It, and it was, a, it was a risky fight for Liam Smith because he, was no, he had nothing to gain, everything to lose. But he's a real, no, we call him Smith being a fighting family, but he, he's, he's the one. He's the one who loves it. He loves, you can see, he's almost like, like sniggly bullying about it when he's on a fight. You can see he gets excited. It turns him on to be in a war. Oh. We're almost losing, Barry. I think the uh, the Wi-Fi in, in Cardiff is... He, he, said, he said being in a war turns him on. It's a bit like you, Martin. Especially in that shirt. <coughs> I'm going to swear of that. It's, it, it's far too early to, to be coming to... <laughs> Mate, you're moaning about being up at five. We were up all night. Anyway, we, the fight started at yeah. five. Ma- Martin, Martin, <laughs> can you hear me? Can you hear me? No, I'm, I'm really struggling, Barry. What are you in a dungeon for? <laughs> <laughs> So we, so we can afford. You, have you got a, you can't afford to pay to get out. Is that what you're no. Hi, don't be like Martin. Uh, also, Jason Cunningham uh, in the third fight card of the night defeated Brad Foster on points. Uh, British Commonwealth and European Super Bantamweight Champion. Something yeah. of an Indian summer. Yeah, great. Uh, another upset. He'd done it again, two in a row. And Brad Foster, obviously, kickboxing background. You thought there's a chance that when he comes up against someone lo- like elusive and slippery, like what? And it's just this sort of what happened in the end. And like, I can't believe we had that all three fight. Like we got all of these in one night. And Barry said you can look at it in one way and say, "Well, it's a shame because that's a few weeks worth of content there." But the way it stacked up, and also got to mention Ted Cheeseman lost, obviously knocked out by Troy. Williamson, great performance from Troy Williamson as well. But Ted Cheeseman, 26-year-old, the amount of nights he's given us, the amount of enjoyment, entertainment he's literally take, worn on his face and body is astounding to me. I hope he has a good rest. I think all credit to Ted, Ted Cheeseman. I, put, I tweeted it, national treasure, that kid. Absolute legend. What a lovely And he, re- he reinvented himself a little bit in the Metcalf yeah. fight. He sat yeah, in yeah. the box. But I've been screaming about Troy Williamson like I did about Liam, like I did about Liam Williams early in early Box Nation days, and no, and no one was putting him on. And I was going, "You're not, you got the wrong kid. You're showing another Welsh kid." And I said, "You're showing the wrong kid. Liam Williams is the one." And I've been saying about Troy Williamson for ages, for years. I said, "Listen, you're putting him on bottom on bills and the cars. He got a draw with Jack Flatley, I think it was. No, could he box at five o'clock in the afternoon? And you know, and, and he wasn't getting. He's a good kid. And yeah." And all he means it was the opportunity, and he got it. I want to see Troy Williamson, Hamza Shiraz. That's a great fight. Yes, that's the one I want. Yeah, good fight. Well, then that's another division domestically, which is which is yeah. stacked, isn't it? Amazing, really is. Fowler. Any concern? Any concern that Ted Cheeseman needs to have, you know, one eye on on the damage that he's taking? It's hard. To, it's hard to say, isn't it? I mean, it's not. I'm no expert, but you can't be good for you for the human body and brain 
that we, where do you draw the line? Like, yeah, he's 26 year old. You could count like how many we can we could pick out five wars he's had, unbelievable wars, and you just think it can't it can't go on, can it? It can't go on. But yeah, it, only he knows really. The thing is, even though he got beat last night, he's having success in his career, yeah. and that's the worry. He's having success, and so. As you tell a kid who's being successful, who boxes at a good level, because British level is a good level, and British level in the lightweight division domestically is almost European level. So, as you tell him, you've got to pack in. But I don't worry, and again, we've talked about this before, I don't worry about him now, I worry about him when he's 35, 45, 55, because I retired at 25 with having no wars, really. I got one hiding, and I feel the effects. And we're all built differently. Some people, you know, can can headbutt the wall for ten years and and they're, and they're fine. Other people, it affects more. But and when when a boxer slurs or songs punchy, it's sometimes because his nose is bashed up and he's actually okay. You know, it's like having a when you got a cold, stick your fingers up your nostrils, try and talk, then you'll sound like you're slurring your words. So it's not always the case that they are punch drunk, a syndrome scenario. But he doesn't sound the same fighter or look the same fighter. You know, Facially, but again, that doesn't mean a lot. But it's, it's an indication that he was when he turned pro, or when I seen him, you know, in the Northwest Dibs in in um, in Hayes Workingman's Club back a few years ago when he was an amateur. You, know, he, you can see the change, and, and that's a worry. But you know, some people around me to tell him. But as you tell a kid who's still good enough to win a British title, that he got, that he should pack in. That's the worry. Very true. On that note. We'll bring this to a close. Just to recap, Tyson Fury still heavyweight world champion, put Deontay Wilder down three times. What a night! Barry Jones is going to get some sleep. <laughs> I'm going to get some sleep. No, you're not, Martin. You're going out. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> get done that Until next time, please do join us then. And until then, take care.